There are many variations of Lilith, some dating back since the creation of time. But who is Lilith? She has been known as a First Eve, a demoness or succubus, or sometimes a portrayal for women's rights and independence. Today, we will discuss the history of Lilith, the different portrayals of her throughout history, and why some women might idolize her on this episode of Technically a Conversation. Greetings! You're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one half of your host, Elena, and I'm joined by my older brother and co-host, Jose. How's it going? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. We're both doing great. That's awesome. (laughs) We're the great family. We are the great family. Episode two, I'm excited. So am I. And, uh, you know, I did things a little bit different this time. I am a true crime junkie at heart, but I decided to do something a little bit different this time. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I will. All right. So just a couple of things that I would like to put out there. This past week, my video promoting the Laura Lee Day episode aired. And I would like to say that I did not mean to call you all super fans. I totally meant super friends. Now, in my defense, I'm not pointing any fingers here, Jose, but he used to call my male suitors my fans. So I'm not sure if that was just a subconscious thing, but I I retract that phrase and I'm going on the record now telling you all that I wholeheartedly meant to say super friends. Good. I can finally get some rest because it's been eating away at me this whole time. (laughs) I know it was. (laughs) That's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to uh, go on the record to say that. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Now, with all of that out of the way, I would like to take a brief moment to thank all the little people. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that'll get edited out. I know. (laughs) By no means are any of you considered little people. Well, except for me, since I'm a whopping 5'1". I do, however, want to thank you all for tuning in, especially those who have shared our posts on your social media and are spreading the word. We really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Now, the other correction is that when we were referencing that line, you know, some high quality H2O, That was not from Happy Gilmore. And furthermore, we were literally saying H2O, and that line is actually from Waterboy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he played the same role in both movies, though. Maybe. (laughs) I don't even know how we didn't put that together, though, because we literally were saying H2O, which means water, so hence Waterboy. Eh, you've seen one Adam Sandler movie, you've seen them all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess so. (laughs) But you know, for the record, I do want to say that once we hit record, it's like you forget everything, especially if it's not written down. And even if it is written down, you still manage to mess up. So um, I'm pretty sure you all noted, noted, notice that if you stayed till the end of my episode, when you heard all the bloopers, (laughs) and that was just the closing. Okay, so... (laughs) 
Yeah. I know I've said that before also, like I black out, like the, the moment I hit record, blackout. And I don't come back into like consciousness until after I start recording. So sadly, you're listening to me at my worst. I'm <laughs> usually not this much of a bumbling idiot in person. Well. I'm still a bumbling idiot, but not this bad. Well, <laughs> I am this bad, so. <laughs> all right. Now, with all that business talk out of the way, let's begin, shall we? Let's do it. Awesome. All right. So, disclaimer, I am totally going to butcher some names in this episode. My apologies. Don't at me. All right. So, we're recording right after Easter. And although it will be a little while before you get to listen to this episode, today's topic is inspired by a few things, including religion and biblical stuff, which is kind of ironic because our last episode is going to be like that too. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even like discuss what we were going to talk about. It just happened to happen that way. So and that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that part of our podcast is in kayfabe. Like it's actually real. We don't know before we record what the topic is going to be. So when I present something, neither Elena or, or Isela know what that topic is going to be. I don't know what Isela or Elena's topic is going to be. So like we're totally going in there blind. Yes, indeed. All right. So now getting back to business, Jose, you and I both went to a private Catholic school from kindergarten on up until we graduated from high school. That is a true statement. It is a very true statement. <laughs> <laughs> what can you remember about the origin story? More specifically, who were we taught were the first people on earth? Adam and Eve. That's right. And what is Eve infamously known for? For eating the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge. That is also correct. Now, have you ever heard of Lilith? I have, actually. I know. That was silly of me to ask because... <laughs> she was Adam's first wife. Well, yeah, because, well, also, we both did a special about the TV show Lucifer. And if you haven't heard that episode yet, after you're done with this one, why not go back and listen to that one? I know, shameless plug. That's an excellent idea. That was a great episode, too. I think that was the first one where we had you on, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Now, why do you think that we were not taught about Lilith in grade school? Or at least I don't remember ever being taught about her. I remember reading about that, that it had something to do with um, because she wasn't obedient to Adam. So Adam didn't want her to be a part of his life, I guess. So God was like, okay, sure. Your consolation prize will be Eve then, which... Um, I don't know. I, I think it's very like misogynistic. So thankfully that's not taught, I guess. But, uh, you know, you do kind of take away like a whole piece of that legend, which is kind of unfortunate, I feel. Yes. Very interesting theory that you have there. But you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I was going to say at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps it is because Lilith is mostly associated with Judaism. According to History.com, Judaism dates back about 4,000 years and is considered the world's oldest religion that is centered on believing in one God, a God who liked to announce himself through ancient prophets such as Abraham and Moses. The OGs. They are the definite OGs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Moses or Abraham would be offended for being referred to as the original gangsters. Uh, why not? No, I don't know. I don't know. They seem like it would be a little stuffy. 
Ay, ay. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, slightly. All right. Well, now in no way is this episode supposed to be about religion. We all know that there are a lot of controversial topics out there, such as politics and religion. But my goal is really to delve into Lilith and what she represents, because this was not a figure who I was familiar with, and I grew up surrounded by religion. I want to say that the first mention of Lilith for me was when I was introduced to her in the show Lucifer. How about you, Jose? I mean, you mentioned that you had heard about her earlier than that. I remember when the Lilith Fair came out, which I want to say was in the 90s. I don't know if it was on MTV or maybe VH1 or, or something, them talking about the Lilith Fair and how it referenced the quote-unquote first woman. So that also really took me by surprise. I was like, what? WTF? Like, who was this Lilith? Why do I not know about her? So um, that's, I guess, what my curiosity sparked. I want to say, and, and I might be wrong, but I want to say that she's also seen kind of um, the lesbian community kind of has like adopted her as kind of a patron saint. So I think that might have been, and again, I might be wrong, but I think that might have been why the Lilith Fair was named Lilith, since um, I, I believe a lot of the performers were of the LGBTQ plus community. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I am going to talk a little bit about that. But for me, I first heard, well, I mean, I had known about the Lilith Fair, but I guess I didn't look into it to see why it was called that way. So for me, it was in the show Lucifer. And the reason why I became interested in it is because of how she was referenced in Lucifer. So if you recall, Lilith appeared in season five, episode four, in the episode titled, It Never Ends Well for the Chicken. Do you remember that episode? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't remember Lilith even being in, in Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let me give you a backstory. It's the one where in the scene, it's 1946. So it's black and white. And they introduce Lilith as Maze's mother or Mazikeen, who was also Maze's spitting image. So basically, Mazikeen was playing the same person or persona as Lilith. I remember. I'm, I'm back on board again. You do? Okay, awesome. Yeah, All right. I'm back on board. <laughs> so I, like Trixie, was like, who in the hell is Lilith? Later in the episode, she's at the bar talking to the bartender about her missing ring and how she had been married once to a guy named Adam and that she was driven away from the garden. My jaw dropped. Adam, as in Adam and Eve? And which garden? The Garden of Eden? Surely. This is a mistake. It piqued my curiosity. I mean, sure, I had heard about the Lilith Fair, but I had never looked into how or why it was named like that. And for those of you who are too young to remember, the Lilith Fair was a music festival in the late 1990s who was founded by Canadian music star Sarah McLaughlin and was headlined by pure female acts, which is what we were just discussing right now, right? Correct. All right, so... You know Sarah McLaughlin, right? She's the one that sings that one song in that commercial. In the eyes of an angel. You know, and then there's those like sad dogs shivering in the kennels. Oh, I, I hate those videos. They make me so sad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason, I thought that Sarah McLaughlin was the, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's somebody else. 
No, that, yeah, that's not her. (laughs) (laughs) And right now, I'm going to tell you, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, and I will let you know in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, every time I hear Sarah McLaughlin, I think, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. And this, uh, that's where it falls apart at that point. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not her. <laughs> She's the one with the shivering dogs. <laughs> oh, shivering I know. Dogs. I believe those commercials were for the ASPCA, which stands for the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And while that topic is in itself not funny, I also have a sick sense of humor and I tend to laugh at things that make me a little uncomfortable. Like sick shivering dogs? Exactly. A shivering dog that's missing an eye and those late night oh, those no, late no. night commercials. <laughs> no, I, I have to change it. It would repeat like every ten minutes. It's like, oh my god, I just saw this freaking commercial. <laughs> no, I always have to change it on those and on the Saint Jude commercials. Those make me so sad also. Oh, those Saint Jude commercials. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, as Donna Friedking put it in a CNN article about this fair, the festival was named after the mythological Lilith who took shit from no one, especially her good-for-nothing husband, Adam, and left the Garden of Eden so that she could be herself. I mean, basically in a nutshell. I like your definition better than mine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, another reason for me looking into Lilith's origin story is because my husband and I watched a movie on Hulu the other day called Lullaby. It's a horror film that came out in 2022, about a new mother who discovers and sings a lullaby from an archaic book that was left behind by her sister. This lullaby seems to be the only thing that quiets her newborn baby until things turn sinister and summons Lilith, the demon. Was the lullaby, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. It definitely was not. Okay. <laughs> it was actually... um like in Hebrew or some kind of different language that I I can't think of right now. But it was in, it was in a different language. The husband happened to be well versed in that language and had to um what's the word he had to traducir. Traducate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. Oh, and then Google turned <laughs> Translate. (laughs) Translate. There you go. (laughs) That's better than try to state. (laughs) Yeah, no, translate. (laughs) (laughs) The husband had to translate (laughs) to her. (laughs) Jeez. All right, yeah, so the husband had to translate this lullaby so that the the mom can sing it to the baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Shut up now. (laughs) I I can't believe you didn't know what traducir was. (laughs) Hey, that makes two of us. Ah, You know, right? Hey, at least I knew it in Spanish. I was like, uh, traducir. <laughs> Traducate. Traducate. That's like a completely made up word. I don't even think that exists. 
I'm sure half of the things that I say on this podcast are completely made up words. All right. <clears throat> I'm just, I don't even know where we're going to leave off there. <laughs> You're saying that the husband had to try to say the Hebrews song? <laughs> yes, the husband tried to say it. <laughs> The husband had to try to say the the lullaby into English for the wife. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's the only thing that quiets their newborn baby. But again, who was Lilith? And are you ready to find out? I was born ready to find out who Lilith was. Awesome. Well, all that and more after these messages. Prepare to enter an immersive world of tragedies, hauntings, legends, and folklore. Southern Gothic is a podcast that will take you deep into the dark history and haunted lore of the American South, exploring some of the region's most infamous tales. From the swamps of Louisiana to the shores of the Carolinas, isolated communities of Appalachia and the bloody battlefields and earliest settlements of Virginia. This is where ghost stories come alive. Grim secrets are exposed and mysteries. Well, you need to listen to find out. Join us now at southerngothicmedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want a science podcast? No. What about a comedy science podcast? Oh, yeah. Then join us at Petri Dish. I'm Sean, a PhD and cancer researcher. And I'm Nathan, his trusty sidekick and common man slash biological brother. Together we dive into the latest, hottest topics with irreverent gusto. Cannabinoids, climate change, human sexuality. Listen weekly everywhere podcasts are available to Petri Dish. And we're back. Jose, are you done having your laugh fit? I hope so, because I think I laughed all two minutes of those promos. (laughs) Just looking at you laugh made me laugh, so it was awesome. (laughs) Sorry, I'll try and be a little bit more serious now. No, it's okay. But did the demon Lilith visit you during our break and sing to you? In the eyes of an angel. No, and I'm picturing the the doggies. I believe that's the song that you get when you try to say the nursery rhyme that the mother was singing to the child. Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) that's what it is. All right. Well, you had told me that I wouldn't embarrass myself singing, but bam, I did it on the second episode. Well, my second episode. (laughs) Well, I came in fucking hard on that Play-Doh one, so (laughs) I I had lost my voice by like the second verse or something, so (laughs) yeah, that's something that I won't uh, be doing anymore. Well, I just sang, uh, I don't want to wait, and I keep on doing it. I can't stop singing. Okay, continue with the story, Lynn. I'm sorry. All right, so before the break, we discussed two different variations of Lilith as portrayed in the movie Lullaby and the TV show Lucifer, but again, who was Lilith. According to wikipedia.org, which I know is not the greatest source ever, but Lilith is thought to be Adam's first wife 
and to have been made out of the same clay. She is also referenced as being the earliest she-demon. Depending on the folklore, she was either banished from the Garden of Eden for not being subservient to Adam, or she left of her own accord because she did not want to be Adam's subordinate as she believed she was equal to him, equal to man. And why wouldn't she think that? She was, after all, made from the same clay. In some 13th century annotations of Isaac Ben Jacob Ha Cohen, Lilith left Adam for the archangel Samael, who is thought to be the accuser or adversary, Satan, seducer, and destroyer as relayed in the book of Exodus and the book of Job. I could go on and on about the different literatures that exist of Lilith's existence and the controversy between scholars, feminists, Jewish scholars, and other intellectuals, but my favorite is probably the summary that I read on Kenyan.edu. She was said to have been made of the same clay or dust as Adam, where they would both coexist in the Garden of Eden, but it wasn't all roses and rainbows. Apparently, Adam tried to mansplain and be all bossy, and Lilith was just not having it. She didn't want to feel like she was beneath Adam, even during sex, and even refused to lay beneath him. She was confident that they were equals, and when Adam disagreed, she left the Garden of Eden so she could be misindependent. After Miss Independent took off, Adam called his dad, you know, God, to tattle on Lilith that she had left him. Oh, boo-hoo. I guess God figured that he would need to appease his only son so that he would quit his whining. He sent three angels to go get Lilith and take her back. Those angels were Sinoi, Sansanoi, and Samangilov. And Samansanoi. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> which sounds something from like a Harry Potter book. <laughs> According to the Demonic Paradise Wiki, these guardian angels are said to be the protector of infants. Amulets with these angels' names are thought to protect pregnant women, mothers, and babies from Lilith's wrath. These are conflicting stories as to why. Lilith wants revenge. On one hand, when the angels came for her, she refused to go with them. As a punishment, Sensoi, Sansanoi, and Samangalov, or however you say that, <laughs> threatened to kill 100 of her children every single day for her disobedience. But she wasn't worried about that because she claimed that 100 more would take their place. Okay, that's weird, right? I don't know why she has 100 kids to begin with. Yeah, she was over that super quick. Yes. <laughs> it's also said that she caused stillborn and SIDS, which is sudden infant death syndrome, as a means for revenge for killing her babies. On the other hand, it is said that she tried to come back to Adam. But by the time that she wanted to return to the Garden of Eden, Adam had already moved on and gotten with Eve. As revenge, she vowed to devour and snatch sleeping infants. I guess because Adam and Eve were having kids at this point, I don't know. I really don't get the reasoning behind this one, but some people are just cuckoo in la cabeza, you know, crazy. Definitely. 
Somehow, those angels made Lilith vow that if the baby carried the amulet with their names, they would be protected against her and basically she would not be able to harm Adam and Eve's kids. What are you thinking so far? Have I lost you? No, you haven't lost me. It's very interesting. I definitely love a lot of folklore. That's like one of my favorite topics to explore. But yeah, it does seem like there are very many conflicting stories about her. Oh, yeah. That's that's not even like the half of it. I, I could not even get into all the stories because we would be here all day. In yet another version, it is said that she didn't want to have sex with Adam because he was too much of a pansy and she didn't want her kids to be weak like him. And yet, in a different version, Lilith pretty much rapes Adam while he's sleeping and gets impregnated by him. Oh, wow. And from that, Lilium is born. And what is Lilium, you might ask? I might actually ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, excellent question, Jose. (laughs) (laughs) Lilium are the demon children that Lilith bore and include Mazikeen, Dromos, Squee, Romos, and Belios. These earthbound demons are said to replace her children that were killed by those three angels. You can also blame Lilith for your sex dreams and night emissions. And by you, I mean men. Even crazier than this, another theory suggests that these sex dreams impregnate her and create even more demon babies. I believe that. Some of my dreams are pretty (laughs) bad, so... Actually, no, I don't remember any of my dreams. That's a lie. (laughs) Do you think you have some demon babies, like, running around out there? (laughs) Probably. Probably not demon babies. They're probably real real life babies, but who knows? I never got hit up for child support, so... (laughs) Well, I hope that's not true. The having real babies out there (laughs) and and us not knowing about it. Yeah, that would really suck, actually. It would. But I was just thinking, like... Damn, like fucking Neil Gaiman really knows his shit when he was writing Lucifer. Like to go that far into Lilith and Mazakin and all that fucking like lore and everything. He really knows his shit. He's a master. Yeah, he really did his homework on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, Lilith is most commonly known in Jewish folklore and Midrash, which is an expansive Jewish biblical interpretation of Hebrew scriptures as the first Eve. In Sumeria, she is known as a succubus, a demon or supernatural entity in folklore in female form that appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. Due to her multiple origins, she is often depicted in multiple forms in works of art and literature. The different depictions of Lilith have been interpreted in many ways. She is often represented as a symbol for female power. Feminists see her as not only the first woman, but the first independent woman. For those who see her as an icon for female empowerment, she signifies independence from an oppressive system, one in which she was placed. And as we discussed earlier, there was a whole fair named after her. Her various interpretations allow each individual to symbolize Lilith of that of power and independence or evil, vengeful, and a demoness. What will your interpretation be of Lilith? So what do you think? That's a good question. I guess just since I've already had like a preconceived notion of who she was, that's the opinion that I have of her, is that she was Adam's first wife. Uh, She didn't take any shit. And I do see why she's seen as a feminist icon. And I stan her 
as the kids say. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would like to see her being as a symbol for women. And on that note, we hope that you enjoyed the show. Well, actually, before we enjoy the show, <laughs> este, I did Google who uh, sang that song that I don't want to wait. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. And it was Paula Cole. Uh, she probably came out in a Lilith fair. Maybe. So all of you people writing those angry emails to let us know, you can stop and you can <laughs> send us happy emails instead. Yes, please send happy emails. All the happy emails this way. So you explain to us who Lilith was, where Lilith was, what Lilith was, but you never explained why Lilith was. That is a very good question, which I did not get into. <laughs> why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was making the joke from uh, the Drax made in the Avengers Infinity War. Right, yes. When she's like, why is Gamora or whatever. Why is Gamora? Yeah, why is Lilith? I don't know. I don't know why uh, they adopted her, why she was a feminist or anything like that. That's actually a very good question. And that would be on the next episode. No, just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I just think it's because she didn't take any bullshit, which is good. I don't think that women should take bullshit from men or any oppressors. I don't think anybody should take shit from anybody. That's true. But I think that's the reason why women adopted her as a figure to represent women, because she did not take any bullshit, starting with the first man, which is Adam, if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, and from the lyrics from Paula Cole's song, I don't believe that she took shit from anybody either. <laughs> <laughs> she was not gonna wait for her life to be over she was not all right well ending on that high note <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show and you join us again next week if you're enjoying the show leave us a review tell a friend and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are sold yeah follow us on the socials at greetings TAC, email us at greetings TAC at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915 317 6669 if you have a story to share with us. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Uh, yeah, that's where it falls apart. In the arms <laughs> of an angel. I know. <laughs> no, the shivering dogs. No, no. <laughs>